This is a horror game podcast. It is meant for mature audiences. It may contain shocking revelations, violence, and sexual themes. Viewer discretion is advised. fellow investigators and welcome to our video podcast into the darkness where my friends and i will be playing world war cthulhu london i'm your host tom Rayleigh. tonight we begin a new campaign uh it's part of a trilogy of scenarios uh it was written by matthew sanderson and scott dorward the scenario is entitled midnight sunrise our keeper of arcane lore is Matthew Sanderson, and this is episode one. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Matthew. All right, thank you very much, Tom. So it is the 4th of September, 1940. A period that for London is relatively calm. It's actually going through a nice late summer. The temperatures are up in the high nine, up in the 90s. People are out enjoying the sunshine and the fact that war started a little over a year ago is well, kind of very much in the background at this point. Spirits are kind of are kind of high. There's been the occasional false alarm of air raids over the course of the last few months. We've had Operation Pied Piper, where the kids have been uh, evacuated from London, but they're slowly coming back now because there's been no massive bombing campaign that people thought was going to happen in the early stages of the war. And yeah, spirits are generally fairly good. And amongst this uh, lovely, lovely upbeat environment, our gaze of our camera lens comes down onto the borough of Greenwich, to be particularly looking at Charlton, um, just on the western edge of Marion Park, where our investigators are going to a house on that, uh, on a fairly nice street. It's nice uh, terrace houses. The terraces are staggered, though, but all the houses are in a, in a line otherwise. Uh, going to visit a friend of theirs, a mutual friend of theirs. So let's do a quick round of introductions of say so who who do the others see walking down the road, converging on your mutual friend's house. Let's start with uh, Davidge and go round. As I'm uh, Davidge Green, uh, I've been neighbours and friends with Teresa for quite some time now. Uh, she likes to have an occasional tarot card reading, and. Uh, I'm just generally her spiritual advisor as well as her friend. Um, as you can see, I'm well dressed and uh, I like to ma maintain a formal air. Yes, I do. Good, good. Complete with walking cane. Yes. And Dr. Gross. Is it Gross or Gross? It is Gross. I'm Dr. George Gross. Um, I am a. Professor of obscure histories. Um, I get shunned by everyone because they don't like what I teach. Uh, it is what it is. I go through life. Uh, they don't believe in my unnatural research I do into the bizarre, the obscene, the things that go bang in the night. <laughs> uh, I... 
was best friends with Teresa growing up, um, and uh, she was probably the one for me. But it just never happened. It never happened. However, I live on. I keep going on. I keep trotting on. <laughs> that is the motto of the day, after all. Keep calm and carry on. And Mr. Leland, you're next. Yes, I'm uh, John Leland. I uh, am a reedy pharmacist who uh, looks constantly nervous like he uh, is looking for someone all the time. And I, I, I am, a, as I said, a pharmacist. I used to work at uh, Harrison Hospital Asylum, um, but I retired from that. It was too much on my nerves, and I've moved down here. What well, a best uh, best place to be, London, as uh, a great man once said. If you're tired of London, you're tired of life. And uh, Mr. Spofford Harris, Esquire. Yes, uh, uh, given name Melvin Spofford Harris, uh, in the legal game for a number of years. Uh, in fact, uh, Teresa works uh, at the firm, and so we've been. Uh, Warm acquaintances for a number of years, uh, known to give each other advice on certain matters. And um, I have a warm spot in my heart for the young lady. And last but certainly not least, Mr. Angrave. Yes, I am Edgar Angrave, a private investigator. I'm a bit rugged looking with a perpetual five o'clock shadow and piercing blue eyes. I was a one-time sweetheart with Teresa, but now I'm just a close friend. Suddenly you feel that there's maybe two holes being glared into the back of your head by uh, Dr. Gross. I don't think so, because I know I'm better. Oh. I can talk, I like it this early. Are you sure about that? Absolutely. (laughs) We'll see. You've all been contacted by, I say, mutual friend Teresa Hughes, who's reached out for help. That she sounded very, very anxious, very in need of assistance when she contacted each of you. So for two of you, it's really easy. You were both on one, one's a one neighbour on one side, the other's neighbour on the other side. So that wasn't too difficult going to find you. So, but then she's reached out a bit further afield by, by work colleague or other acquaintances, and so you are coming to the house at 10 a.m. on the on the 4th of September. And you find yourselves converging on the front door all, all together. Ah, George. Ah, Edgar. How George. long has it been? It's been a while. It's been a while. I suppose you're here to help Teresa out with her troubles? Of course. What a gentleman. Yes, I assume you are here also. That's why I'm here. Mm. Yes, but I'm not really... familiar with you three. Oh, really? Um, I've been her neighbor for quite a few years now. Um, I'm quite familiar with George. Uh, so we have some common interests. Um, we do indeed. Perhaps you just not noticed me next door. Uh, I suppose we with... don't run in the same circles, Mr. Green. Well, you're, you're, uh, you're, uh, what is your profession? 
I'm a private investigator. A private investigator. That's interesting that you would call a private investigator. I wonder what's what's the fuss. Uh, I'm more of a yes. spiritual advisor than anything else. Uh, yeah, well, I think our two specialties will go hand in hand. You cover one end, I get the other. It is good to see you, Davidge. It's been a it's been a couple of weeks. Yes, quite, and we don't. Also, we don't really move in the same circles much, but uh, no. I do occasionally visit your bookshops, and you occasionally visit my um, fortune telling. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and um, I think that I recognize you, you, Mister Leland, the pharmacist. I, I just lived two houses down. <laughs> Yes. We uh, you wouldn't much, have. But... You I wouldn't mean, have I noticed me, of course. I've occasionally bought aspirin. Yes. Uh, well, uh, I'm uh, Spofford Harris. Uh, I, I work with Teresa. And I, but I'm a little concerned. I thought um, this was purely a social occasion, but knowing that she's contacted a private investigator and a lawyer makes me wonder if the lass is in some sort of trouble or other. Please. She's not in trouble per se with the law. She contacted me to me just because I'm a close friend. Ah, oh, good then. Perhaps it's and a party. close. Well, let's let's go in. Uh, we as a bell. Is she is she of the type that would have uh, servants? Oh no, no, no. The, oh. the the area here isn't that affluent. Um, I'll go up, knock on the door. Uh, but I'll I'll do the thing where you sort of knock because you're familiar. You knock, you open the door, you say, "Darling, we're here." Okay. Um. You knock and then you try the handle and you find it is very very firmly locked. Oh dear, that's odd. Yeah. Um. You can hear movement inside after a, after a few seconds and then so the tap 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 of feet coming down the corridor. There's a fumbling at the lock on the inside that sounds almost tired perhaps it doesn't sound it doesn't have that kind of confidence of someone trying to open a lock there's sort of a slight hesitation on the key uh, when you hear the click the door opens and then Teresa as you all know her um, is stood there and looks like she has been up all night she is completely drained uh, she is not quite this far away from falling asleep on her feet but she is visibly exhausted uh, her eyes are slightly, are slightly sunken, her cheeks are slightly sallow, she's a little bit pale, and you know, looking somewhat worse for wear. But when she sees the four uh, the five of you on the doorstep, her eyes open wide in thanks, her shoulders kind of sag slightly in relief. Oh, thank thank God you all came. Uh my God, darling, you look like you haven't slept at all. Yes, so, it, that'd, it, that'd be it, reason for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I kind of offer offer hand as well, and maybe very awkward, very awkward interaction. It's been a little while. I sort uh, of push you away. <laughs> yeah, Come sit down, darling. It's it's not that she's not uh, receptive to it, but she is just so exhausted that she doesn't really even seem to notice that you uh, that you do it. You look like you have a lot on your mind. Let's let's take a seat and discuss. Yes, let's. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Please, please, please all come in. This isn't something I want to kind of discuss for any 
I was going to say neighbours to here, but uh, looking between the two of you that are neighbours. But yeah, please, please come, come into the lounge and we can uh, we can discuss this and hopefully hopefully sort this all out. You you really must take care of your health. It's it's not good to avoid sleeping for long periods of time. I'd, I'd love to get the chance, but like as I say, we'll we'll, we'll get to that. Right. Um, she kind of totters in and go sits everyone down in the lounge. Just plenty of seating in here. That's it's not like it's a um, a wooden table and four four or five wooden chairs around it. There are some settees and sofas in here, and the place is fairly well fairly well appointed. Is um is there a service there for tea? That's yeah, well, that'd be me because I'm gonna start preparing tea for everyone. I was just going to yeah yeah. yeah. If I see you okay. moving towards it, I'll let you do it. Okay. Right. Um. Yeah. Which guess she she looks. Oh, I was gonna do that. But... Please sit down, dear heart. Please. Uh, I'll take care. Tell of us things. what the problem is. Okay. She, in which case, she starts to slump and uh, sits herself down in one of the chairs. Well, and uh, we'll say that Edgar can hear this because the uh, the kitchen and the living room kind of are joined together. You've got that typical little hatch between the two. Uh, between the two rooms and there is a little coffee table or tea table put out in the middle of the room that can be cleared to put uh put trays down so you hear Edgar start um Edgar starting to go through cabinets finding that uh finding the various different uh things that you'll need for uh catering for for six well um I don't quite know exactly where to begin but I th I think someone's trying to scare me that's the only logical explanation I can put to it, but I just don't know why. Uh, for the last no. for the last few nights over the over the course of about the last week, um, I've been I started off hearing things and then seeing seeing people. Um, there's been people trying the front and back doors, so trying try as if they're trying to get in. Um, I've seen people st stood out in the back garden um, in the dead of night. Uh, people, I thought it was that's it. That's when it all started. Was, I, I saw someone on the other side of the road that was just staring at the house, but I thought it was just someone waiting for like waiting for a lift or waiting for a bus or something. But then again, I started seeing these people in the back garden, and then the people trying the locks and the uh, the the front and back doors in the dead of night, and it it feels like some kind of harassment campaign I've, I've tried to get some kind of some kind of the police involved in this but they say without any witnesses without any evidence that anything's gone on they're, they're not willing to do anything and the, they say there's a war on they've got big, bigger concerns and lewis is away then uh, she gulps at the mention of her husband um Yes, yeah, his uh, his duties with the uh, with the ARP keep him out keep him out pretty much all hours of the day and night. At the minute, he's working. God, I swear he's going to work himself to death at this rate. I'll look over at Melvin and just sort of be like, "You know, darling, I'm home all the time. I the police are utterly useless. Call me; I'll come immediately over any time, day or night." Yeah, that's kind of kind of what I'm I'm hoping that uh, I'll be able to call upon you to to do to work out 
who these people are or what what's going on and why are they targeting targeting me but do you have Indeed. any reason why anybody would want to frighten you you're not a spy are you <laughs> you saw through my cunning plan already no, um, you can all give me psychology roles to try and gauge her response to this have you met any unruly all of us said or any unruly people no, not at all. I mean, um, she he she looks over to uh, Melvin. Okay, looks over to Melvin and says, "You know the kind of people we deal with at the law, the law firm. This isn't this isn't the kind of we don't mix with that kind of crowd. I don't. Hmm. I'm not in a kind of frontline position. I don't get anyone's. I'm not put put on anyone's hit list or anything like that. It's completely bizarre. Well, we, I am here for you. I failed failed my psychology." So it's fail from Edgar, fail from George. Hard for me. Ah, okay. And Leland? Fail. Uh, He's keeping us in suspense. <laughs> to fail. I was messing around with my audio. Also, the only one that passes is uh, Spofford Harris. Okay. So you catch when she says, or when you are, the question's asked about, is there anyone that I were uh, that kind of would be an enemy or anything like that uh there's there's definitely a hint of worry there that she is trying her best to keep uh, to keep hidden down so you get the very you get the very keen impression that she is not telling everything and um, with your hard and maybe some of the information you've been given before uh before arriving here there's a certain amount of guilt that's kind of uh, emotion boiling beneath the surface there as well so something's going on Yes, and that explains, in keeping with her deflection about the sort of people she deals with publicly. Yeah. Um, so, did you get a, a reasonably good look at any of these uh, individuals? Oh, not not a good look specifically. Um, the The oddest thing I found is that they, even with even with the hot weather we've been having, uh, long coats. Uh, big mm. wide brim hats, almost deliberately you know, obscuring features, so I can't really get a good view of their faces. Which I mean, is, it might even be just the same person that I, I don't know. So they're, and, and that would make them rather conspicuous in this weather. So they must be intentionally blocking their uh, appearance. They've been, uh, what what is the access to the garden? Do you have to come through the house or? Yeah, there's a narrow, um, like on most of the houses going down the street here, there's a narrow archway, uh, which has got a gate in front of it, which then goes between the two houses, between the houses on either side. And that accesses the garden. There's no rear entrance apart from okay. there's a tall fence, which then backs immediately onto Marion Park. Right. And uh, neither of your neighbours have seen any sign of strange persons in your gardens or anything of the sort? Nothing, nothing like that. Uh, Why well, would imagine? He's got a problem with his uh, voice. It seems I can see a mouth moving, but I can't hear anything. Oh shit! <laughs> yes, that better. Yes, good. Yes, yes. I've seen nothing. Nothing. Um, Mr. Leland, I assume, keeps fairly regular hours at the pharmacy, but in your line of work, Green, you're probably home a fair, deep, fair amount of the time. Well, 95% of the time, yes. Uh, 
Right. So in the evenings, well, I very much enjoy reading. Uh, I'm not very inclined to be looking out my windows into the garden. Um, I, don't know. I shall do my best from now on to sit in a place where I can see. But, but like I say, Teresa, darling, if you need anything, call me immediately. I will, yes, come, I will come rushing over here and I will give the blighter a whack on the head. <laughs> yes, it does yes. seem that uh, these visitors that you're getting is quite disturbing. I'd be willing to stay on the couch for a bit just to make sure she, everything's safe and sound. She definitely perks up at that. So that's really the, the kind of thing I need to hear. I need someone to A, believe me that this is happening and B, be here in case this escalates any further. I know, Teresa. I know. I, we absolutely believe you, Tom. I would also be willing to uh, stay. Uh, I'm here to help you. I have helped you on many occasions in the past. And he glares at angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she smiles at you then, uh, Doctor Gross, and says, "Yeah, no, I'm I'm very appreciative." Um, Angrave, while you're uh, while you were doing the tea, you can give me a spot hidden roll. With pleasure. That is a 24, which I believe is a pass of, out of my 30. Okay. Right. Um, one of the things then, just as as it was mentioned about looking out the window into the back into the back garden mm. in a discussion, maybe your eye just happens to glance at the back window and you notice something reflect on the window on the windowsill, on the ex on the outside. So not and my pretty know, reflection. No, unfortunately not. This this uh, takes this detracts from your uh, moment of vanity, unfortunately. Very well. That there is this glint of light, and yeah, you realize it's a fairly suddenly haphazardly uh, angled head of a nail that looks like it's been hammered oh, into geez. the window frame on the outside. And then as you look down, actually there's another one and another one. And you notice that it looks like someone has nailed the windows in the kitchen shut from the outside. Now, Teresa, is this your work here with the nails? Uh, she looks confused. Oh, so that's very worrying, considering that someone else nailed her windows shut. Yeah, she she honestly looks confused. What 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 work? Someone has been nailing your windows shut. Um, again, this kind of look of not quite panic, but concern and paleness comes over, and she says, "Well, that that probably explains some of the noises I've heard." But why why would anyone nail the window shut? That seems bizarre. no. It is quite odd. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Lee. I'm I'm going to just stand up and. Uh, check one of the living room windows and see if there's been similar mischief. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, if you have a look from here, um, you have now that you've been alerted to it. Yeah, they're, they're all both all the windows in the bay in the Bay Area that open that are ones that open have also been nailed shut. Well, how mm. on earth would anyone do that? Unless you were at work when it happened. It's quite disturbing. Why? In fact, I'm surprised that you didn't hear it from next door, Mr. Green. I would have certainly heard banging such as this. I've heard no construction. I can only think of one reason they would do this. But yes, I don't want to uh, 
cause you alarm by bringing that up, but I think you should have company at all times. Well, the only reason I can think that they would actually do that is to keep her inside if she were attempting to escape. Perhaps I well, shouldn't say this in front of you, Teresa, but it's very suspicious. She, she That's what I was thinking. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, but I did not want to say that out loud uh, because I know what Teresa is like. Why don't we get to removing those nails as soon as possible? Yes, Teresa, if you have a stepladder and a claw hammer somewhere about, or, or, or Lewis says in some closet or workshop. Yeah, we've, we've we've almost certainly got something lying around. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll see if what I'll see what I can find. Perhaps I should oh. shed out in the back. Yeah, yeah, the probably the best place for it would be garden shed. shed. Yeah. Yes, I'll uh, I'll walk with you and help carrying. I wonder okay. if there are any footprints in the mud or the, the soil. You, you are well preempting me there. You can give me your choice of either track or spot hidden. My choice would be to stay inside and drink tea in the middle of the. <laughs> um. Either one, I fail. I'm just not cut out for that sort of thing. And uh, Mr. Spofford Harris, as you're heading directly to where these things might be found? Yes, and there are presumably uh, planting beds just below the windows. Hydrangeas. Oh, the narrowest of spot hidden 38 for 40. Okay. The first thing is, you say you head outside, and if for the outside, it's a bit easier to spot them. That yeah, all the windows on the ground floor that go that lead into the garden have all been nailed shut, and you can notice also then that there are a couple of windows which are you know the, the small little uh, shutter type ones that would lead into uh, provide light into the basement that have got flower beds built on either side of them. Uh, they've also been nailed shut, apart from one, but. Skipping forward to your walk down the uh, well-manicured garden and the flower beds that line the edge of the fences that go onto the neighbouring properties, there is a shed right at the end, which she goes up to and uh, fumbles with uh, the latch and so starts to head inside and starts looking for, quite uh, loudly vocalising her, well, where, did, where does he put this stuff? I never need to go looking in here. Uh, as she goes looking for things like a claw hammer and so on. Your attention is drawn to again the flower beds that line the back fence, mm. and there's a section where the plants have been crushed, and you can see that there are multiple fo uh, footprints in the um, in the bed of someone landing quite heavily, coming over the back fence, and also mm. then presumably vaulting back over it again afterwards. And it's multiple sets of footprints. She's not seemingly making this up. Not at all. And in fact. Uh... That should be of interest to the police, at least. Uh, wouldn't that, should that, should we come to that pass? And um, if we have a, an investigator on the property, he might be able to do something with that immediately. Um, any, any luck, Teresa? Yeah, and she starts fumbling around. And she comes out somewhat triumphantly with a, with a hammer and says, "Yes, yes, finally, finally found one." Right, fine work. Uh, I'll, I'll pick, pick up that ladder. Um, how are there are the are the prints in the planting distinct enough to indicate something about the size or weight of the? Uh, came down with a fair degree of a uh, fair degree of force. So you think if it is someone, it's almost certainly male. 
just for the sheer the sheer kind of body build of whoever came over mm-hmm. the fence. Uh, shoe size is about size eight, maybe size nine. So again, mm-hmm. definitely larger than and the woman's typical uh, shoe. Looks like a set of boots in both cases, and looks like two distinct sets of footprints. One is slightly smaller than the other, so you think maybe one size eight, one size nine, but it looks like two people at least. Yeah, quite sinister, actually. I'm surprised. I'm relieved that nothing has happened yet. Um, step ladder is probably easy to find um, in the shed. Uh, how high is the fence? Uh, the fence at the back is about uh, probably nine, ten feet tall. Mm-hmm. So it's quite nice and it definitely privacy. It's difficult. It's not impossible to get over it, but it's enough to deter all but the most, say, a single-minded or most dog-eared of people trying to get over. Oh, and you essentially need two people, unless you brought a ladder yourself. Is it stone or wood? It's wood. Um, uh, all right, I'll um, accompany Teresa back inside, leaving the hammer and, and stepladder at the, at the rear door, mm-hmm. because I want to tell Edgar to go and look in the backyard. Um, and uh, so I'll go, you know, and I'll be like, you know, and call me when the tea's ready or, you know, what, second round of tea. I'm just going to take these nails out before uh, and, and give them a look over. And I'll, I'm a fairly daft hand with these things, so I'll try not to do too much damage to the paint that hasn't already been done. I'll and I'll give my... Edgar the highest sign that I want to speak with him. I'll I'll make myself useful also, and I'll hold the ladder and take the nails from him as he pulls them out. Gotcha. Right, these are all the ground floor windows, so there's no um you can oh, nothing so high that look. yeah true they're, they're a little bit higher up, so you can certainly um, also use the ladder then to check the first floor windows as well. Mm. They haven't been touched. It's only the ground floor ones that look as though they've actually been uh, nailed shut. Um, but yeah, you can work between the two of you. You make fairly light work of this. You start pulling them out with uh, with quite ease. And um, you said that they're sort of awkwardly banged in. They're not neatly slotted at the base of the thing. They're sort of whacked in. Yeah, this this you this certainly isn't the work of a carpenter or any skilled uh, artisan here. It looks almost as if they've tried to do it in a very haphazard fashion, like they've tried to take advantage maybe of, oh, that sounds like a car going by, quick, no one to hear it, whack, and then go for the next one, and it's very haphazard, so that probably explains why you haven't, as the neighbours, you haven't heard anything, is that this wasn't a kind of whack, 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 quite regular, this was very haphazardly done, but still effectively, because it was sealing the window shut. And as, oh. as he's handing me the nails... Are they new nails or are they old nails? Are they round or square? Uh, they're new and they're round. Mm, brand new. Okay. Does it strike you green at all as odd that Teresa hasn't tried to open any of these windows? Or do you think this just happened in the last, you know, 10 hours? Or I mean, she's well, been awake for that. It's been rather warm. So I'm surprised she hasn't opened any of the windows. Perhaps she opened them upstairs to let the heat out up there. Um, you have a look up, ask. and you do indeed find the bedroom windows are open upstairs. Yeah. Um, 
what the, who the devil would nail her windows closed? It sounds like they're planning some sort of a robbery or assault. I'm, I'm saying this where she can't hear me saying it. Yes. You know, I'm actually, maybe I'm influenced by your sorts of inquiry, but it seems to be almost something ritualistic about it. And she could escape through an upper window. She could escape through a door. So it's not about some practical matter. It seems more like, well, I don't know, something... It seems as though the, the blighters involved are not all right in the head. You know, I hate to say the first thought that came into my mind, but maybe I shouldn't say it's 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 uh, I, I perhaps I read too many fiction mystery novels, but what if they was to set the house on fire and have the person inside not escape? Indeed. It is something not to mention to Teresa, certainly. Yes. I just can't imagine how they could have gotten away with this without me noticing the sound. Um, but as uh, as you were suggesting earlier, maybe they were taking their time to hit the nails. Certainly not put in by a professional. No shut and hide them? No. Uh, and uh, I... The one cellar casement window isn't nailed. Does it open easily from the outside? It certainly does. And having a look at that patch of ground between the flower beds where that window is exposed, there are signs that evidently someone has stood here uh, before and seemingly clambered through that window. You can see where they've nailed, uh, kneeled down and then dimly squeezed through Dear the gap. Dear God. Dear God. Uh, quite. Um, well, I don't want to uh, alarm her any more than is necessary. Let's get the um, the detective chap sure. uh, down to the cellar. So, you uh, can Edgar, keep you... Teresa distracted with some tale. Uh, Edgar, you were mentioned about going or uh, called to have a look around outside. Is that something you have uh, that you have a look around? Yes, uh, I'm pretty much waiting for Melvin's observations because I want to work efficiently and not waste any energy. So <laughs> I will discuss with Melvin should he, after he finishes getting rid of those nails, and I will discuss what he found. Gotcha. You can give me a locksmith roll. Sounds good. I have a zero one in it, so, but I have 30 in forgery. <laughs> doesn't help. I got a 97. Okay. Um, one of the things that you do notice then is that someone has been um, where Teresa was saying about going at the handles or at least trying the back door. Right. Um, you happen to glance at it, hence why it's not a spot hidden roll. But there are lots of scratches around the uh, around the lock of the back uh, the back door. Lots and lots and lots, and even with a with a ninety seven, you think, well, surely that. Someone must have been going at that for hours. But they, they must have been able to pick that in that time, unless they are, but unless they've got as much skill as you have. Yeah, that's true. It seems akin to almost psychological torture, or mm. or just thinking it might be animalistic. They don't have a, a human mind. 
that look, looks definitely like lockpicks. This doesn't look like it. Oh, if it looks like lockpicks, like then mm-hmm. this guy is just as incompetent as I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you did mention shoe size, right, Melvin? Uh, it looks like there's two different. Uh, so I mean, you'll see for yourself. But in the garden, eight and budget, nines they look like. Uh, one of the fellows, at least, is, is fairly heavy. And um, if if uh, Green has gotten Teresa chatting about something, and I, you know, tugged you into the kitchen to talk about tea, uh-huh. uh, we need to go down to the cellar because somebody has been there already. Yes, let's uh, let's check together. However, before we do, let's take a look at the shoe rack and find the existing shoe sizes. Well, these do look like boots, which would probably be stuck tucked away in a closet or a shed. Not sitting next to the doors, they're you know workmanly, right? Uh, were there any boots in the shed? Uh, there probably would be, along with like Wellingtons and the, and the like. So, what size uh, were they then? Lewis is a fairly smaller size. He's probably about a size six. Okay. And um, likewise, Teresa is about maybe slightly sort of about size five. So, doesn't seem to match either of their either of their sizes. Yeah. Just wanted to eliminate any possibilities, Melvin. No, sensible. But uh, yes, let's check downstairs, the the basement level. If you going if the two the of you are in the kitchen, as I bring some of the tea things in, I'm just going to say, you know, I I, I have a thought. Um, if somebody's trying to frighten her, uh, Mister Spotford Harris, do you know if she owns any assets that are worth frightening her to death? You know, and then getting. I mean, I think the house speaks for itself. Neither Lewis or Teresa. We're co-workers. I don't know if she's got family money somewhere, but I was trying to think of a motivation to frighten her to death. Uh, Melvin would know that she's never said anything. Um, she's she's worn jewelry to work that sometimes, if it's like a particular a particular client's coming in that the, everyone's been told to make a good impression that she might wear something that's kind of modestly expensive. But for the most part, it seems to be fairly fairly normal and ordinary. She's, she doesn't display wealth of any kind that you're aware of. And with that, I go back out. Thanks. Yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, Green, we're going to go poking around in the basement. So just tell Teresa we're looking things over or something. Don't alarm her. So. Are you going through, presumably, the entrance to the basement in the house is quite easy to find. It's the normal place where it's under the stairs. Off the kitchen. To the first floor. Yeah, that, that hmm. kind of thing. So the doorway down there is quite easy to find. Or are you going and following in the footsteps of whoever did this from the outside and you're climbing in through the garden? I'm not going to get my trousers dirty. And uh, we might actually obliterate some indication of what they did if we go in the same way. If we walk down the stairs, we can see what they dropped. Gotcha. Okay, so you go to the interior door, and you try it, and it's like trying to force a wall open. This door will not budge. Unless you want to get, unless you are trying to put some force and effort behind it. Uh, Angrave, do you think this is when we call the authorities, or should we approach this ourselves? Well, Let's eliminate any possibilities first. We got to check for ourselves. Um, 
uh, I'm not particularly the sort to go barging through doors. Uh, we we do have a hammer. We could. We don't want to alarm her, but we don't know what they've got down there. We could also go through the, or you could go through the cellar window, and then presumably this is bolted from inside. Feels a bit more substantial than a bolt. It doesn't even rattle, really. No, it doesn't. It's very solidly shut. So we tried to get in through the outside? We haven't tried to yet. Okay, Not yet. Then I'm okay getting a little dirty. So let me go around and try that before we go busting anything down. Sounds good. Okay. I'll so... wait here for you to open the door. A holler if you need anything. Oh, sure. Okay, so you two, uh, that's what you're engaged with. Uh, what's Leland doing while this is going on? Uh, by the way, is my audio good? Yeah, we can good. hear you. Yeah, good. Okay. Uh, I would probably just be uh, sitting with Dr. Gross and talking with him. Mm -hmm. Do, okay. well, does she seem nervous? To you, uh, she she seemed rather on hitch. Reminded me of some uh, of my old patients. Oh yeah, she is. Uh, I haven't seen her this on edge in a very long time. Uh, we grew up together, very very close friends for many many years. Um, but uh, yeah, I can. I always remember her. This face. She makes the same face every time. She's worried or anxious or something's going on so i i know straight away she was telling the truth and yes i'll do anything well, to help man, her you, you might be in luck uh i shouldn't gossip but uh, i heard her having a little bit of an argument with her husband a few nights ago i'm afraid he's flown the coop i knew it i mean i didn't know it but i i knew it would happen She's, uh, well, let's just say we both loved each other, but it never happened. See, but perhaps if someone's climbing over the wall, we should place some broken glass or some damned nails in it so they can get over again. I, I, no, I don't. There's something more at stake here. Um, doing. Entrap someone is a dangerous game, and that is obviously what they are trying to do to scare her. It's ghost tales and ghouls. There, there might be people who know her and maybe know she's a little superstitious into that kind of stuff, or they might just be from someone else, and she's just a person of coincidence, which I very much doubt it because they are putting nails into her windows and they're very meticulous. Even if going by what we've heard, even if um, shoddy, but who knows? We can only speculate until we find further evidence, which I assume Mr. Angrave, uh, he says with gritted teeth, um, is doing because I will admit he is pretty good at his job, even though I don't like the man. But I will well, admit it's a good job. It takes a garden intruder to find one. 
<laughs> it does indeed. I take a sip of my tea. <laughs> Plenty of it to go around. Even with uh, rationing, because food rationing started pretty much as soon as war broke out, um, she still has quite a stockpile of tea because you've got to have the essentials and you've got to have the important stuff. That's that's all my rations are, just tea. <laughs> I have no actual food. I just have tea. Who, who needs it? Who needs food when you've got tea? Right, and just to check then, what's uh, whereabouts or what is Davidge doing when this goes down? Well, I, I left the kitchen. I went back in and I uh, sat down where Teresa is. And I'm I'm quietly thinking to myself, you know, uh, how can I put this all together for it to make sense? Why would anyone want to do this to this poor woman? Um, and I'm occasionally saying something nice to her and just trying to keep her calm down. Um, maybe I'll ask her. So, darling, do you know anyone that would want to frighten you? Oh, she just shakes her head quite... You can tell that she's kind of looking off into the distance, almost trying to think, and you can almost hear the cogs turning. Just, no, I, I honestly can't think of anyone. You know, I, I lead a quiet life. I don't make enemies. I, uh, I, just, I just don't know. I don't understand this. Uh, darling, you know you can trust us. Um, is there anything with your husband that uh, we should know? Is he abusing you at all? Yeah, she she looks a bit kind of her eyes open slightly wider when you bring up Lewis, but then when you say about him abusing uh, her, she immediately kind of not goes on the defensive, but very denial. No, no, God, no, no, nothing like that at all. He's he's a good man. He's a yeah. He's a. And as she says, good. You can see that her eyes avert from yours, and there's this shadow of guilt which passes across her. Yeah, um, I think I understand. Relationships can be quite complicated. Uh, how long have you been with Lewis? A few years now. But we're just coming up to our coming up to our fifth anniversary. And where is he now, at the moment? Give me a persuade roll to see if you can get her to open up about that. Well, let's see, I got a 68. My persuade is 10. <laughs> I I mean, his, his work's keeping him out at all hours. He might be he might be either down at the shelter or he might be with wherever the ARP go and do, do their things. I is he coming home tonight? She just looks down at her feet, kind of shuffles her feet. All right, it's all right. I'll pat her on the back of the hand. Mm. Say, so we'll we'll protect you. We'll be here, and in case anything happens. Yeah, she she looks up at you and just almost she can't even the words can't come out of her mouth, but you see her look at her mouth. Thank you. Can I get you some more tea, darling? Never, never say no to a good cup. <laughs> How about some chamomile? It will calm you. No. That's maybe oh. where she'll draw the line. She needs caffeine. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Earl Grey it is. <laughs> Ooh, it's about that time that uh, Edgar opens up the uh, the window and starts to descend into the very dark basement down below. 
Open that doesn't require any roll to get down. Um, it's you mainly have to li- keep one kind of one arm opening the window and then drop down from the uh, once you get inside. It's about a six foot drop, so it's not it's not damage worthy. It's okay. you could potentially if you landed awkwardly, then it could hurt. Mm-hmm. No, but before I do that, I I would love to have that window open and peer downward. If the basement doesn't get that much use, there should be a layer of dust. I'd like to see if any of this dust is disturbed. It certainly is. So you okay. can you can see a fair bit from just taking in the scene before dropping down. Much no- noted then. Yeah. The area what is... What size shoes then? Uh, eight and nine again. So two people. Yeah, definitely two people. What you see then in terms of the dust, and I'll describe the layout of the basement first, mm-hmm. and then you can get the that puts a lot of this into context. Sure. You have lots of crates that are dotted around, usually one or two stacked high. Um, and there's quite a lot of them. Um, they look like they've been in situ for years. They don't look as though they've been moved recently at all. At least none that you can see anyway. Um, they're usually in blocks of four. So four square, so two by two, and then stacked up high, so they make a they make a larger cube, so that you're able to move around and find stuff fairly easily down here. So whoever did the layout kind of thought about uh, trying to get get stuff and be accessible at a later date. Um, the dust is indeed um, omnipresent over everything, and there are sets of footprints that go in two distinct directions when you get down when you look down onto the floor. Um, it's a stone floor, so it's not like it goes down onto onto soil. And footprints go left and right, and multiple people going left and right. So once they've dropped, you then follow with your eyes, you follow the line uh, where they're going. One of them seems to have headed off into the corner off on the far left, where you can see there are then boxes that have been moved over there, disrupting the pattern of the overall layout of the basement. Some boxes have been um, scaled three high rather than two high, so they they kind of stand out a bit like a sore thumb. And the footprints that go off to the right head to the stairs that go up to the door that uh, Melvin tried to open. And you can see very obviously why the door won't open. There is a large wooden beam which is jammed directly against the door handle and is then at an angle wedged into the stairs that go down beneath it. So any movement to try and push that door inward, it's going to hit the beam. There's Unless you really barge that door open, that beam is going to keep that door well and truly shut. Okay, I had the most disturbing thought. Because I'm trying to understand if they have even left the basement yet. So there might be squatters in the basement. So I'm not dropping down into this basement by myself. I'm going to get an axe from the shed and try and axe the door okay. from the inside of the house. You can give me a listen roll as well uh, if you're... uh, No, fuck that. that. (laughs) All right. Let's do it. Uh, 91, I feel. You can't hear breathing apart from your own. Maybe that's... uh... Maybe that's masking any sound of anyone lurking in the background. Yeah, I, I gave myself the chills, so I'm <laughs> I'm going to stand back and uh, relay my uh, uh, imaginative thoughts with the rest of the group while I do have an axe from the shed. Wait, you're about to go all Jack Torrance on that door. Just uh, let me know when. Uh, but I will just walk into the, the front of the house with an axe. 
and I'll call for Melvin. Melvin. There is, and I'm going to try and say this outside of the earshot of Teresa. I have a suspicion that whoever dropped into the basement is still there. Because there's no way that they could have climbed out six feet high and then lifted up the window without us seeing that. Well, they went also over a beam blocking the cellar door. They went over a fence that's larger than six feet, so they can obviously boost each other over. Did I see any footprints go back to the window? They've gone so repeatedly back and forth, you might think they've been down there a couple of times. Yeah, I uh, don't like the idea of dropping in by myself. Well, then I'll uh, perhaps there's some um, sort of overalls or something I can get from the shed. I mean, these are rather. You know, this, this these are Fleet Street. I'm, I, would, I'm I would rather be safe all. than sorry, uh, Spofford Harris. What's a little property damage that can be replaced? Well, we're also trying not to cause the woman to utterly panic. Just you wandering around with an axe in your hand, looking a bit like a maniac, isn't exactly going to soothe her nerves. And if we hack through a door, I mean, you say you, a beam is wedged up against it, so you'll yeah. have to. You know, I, the easier thing to do would be to unscrew the doorknob and remove it, and then when one side comes out, we can push the other side out, and then there's nothing blocking it. We don't have to bash through anything like a barbarian. Oh, very well. Good idea. <laughs> or we could just go down there with an axe, and if there are any blighters waiting in this cellar, we can give them what for. Well, let's... Actually, the screwdriver idea is better. Yeah, let's do your idea with the screwdriver, Melvin. I like that. Reza, uh, you know there's a screwdriver in a kitchen drawer. Yeah, yeah, there should be. I'll lean the axe somewhere. against the wall. Okay. There you go. Davidge got it. Oh, Davidge, oh. thank you. Always carry one of those green. At this point, Gross is like, Leland, I'm just going to go check on the others. Uh, I thought I might have seen Angrave holding something. Um, be a good idea for me to join you then. Yes, that's an. If yeah, I'm not so we're there. Quite mistaken. <laughs> Lizzie, Lizzie Borden has uh, taken over the spirit of our good private investigator. Darling, would you like to do a reading? I can. I brought my cards with me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think. Yeah. Go, 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 go. Good, good idea, distractor. Teresa, I'm going to. Um, uh, we need to see to something. Uh, don't if you hear any, you know, things knocking around, don't worry about it. Okay. She, she turns her attention to Davidge and his cards. I'll give what? you uh, some support, Melvin. Vocal support. What, what are you two doing? Uh, well, I will relay to you, Dr. Gross, that uh, there might be people in the basement squatting. People in the basement? Well, we must hurry, then. I mean, Melvin can only unscrew so fast. And why is there an axe here? Just in case there are people in the basement. That is fair. Perhaps I should give one of you a cricket bat. I've played the sport. Well, I, I, I do actually have my, my service revolver, but I'm not going to draw that. Oh, dear. So, four screws on the panel. Yeah, and the screw in the knob. Yeah, there's so, three. They form a triangle, so you've got those those three that them. T you can easily take out this side. 
no no role for this then you take out the interior and i say you knock it through mm. uh, with enough force and in the exact right point um you give it a, a good whack and maybe this is where davidge has to cough loudly at one point but you do hear a clatter as that beam that was not uh, keeping the door shut clatters down onto the basement stairs so you certainly announce your intention at least Right, well, I'll get a storm lantern or a torch for light, and we will all descend together, shall we? Yes. There, so that's a good idea. We must go. When the when the um when we hear the beam fall and we can swing the door open. Yes. Is there a is there a racket downstairs of people falling out of boxes or? Give give me listen rolls. I don't want to succeed this. I'm actually creeping oh, myself out. I <laughs> I, I rolled a nine, which is um, it's a, a hard success. Right. I've got a regular. Right, with a regular success, you're fairly sure there's a clatter of that beam. Might be something down there. I don't know. Uh, Doctor Gross. Yeah, the only noise you're hearing are the four of you. There is there's there's no one even breathing down there. There's maybe somewhat Edgar panicking, uh, kind of breathing heavy one. Is there someone breathing down there? Is there someone I down spooked there? Spooked myself. Uh, gripping that axe. But no, there's, there's your own your own paranoia might be playing into things a bit here. You're fairly confident no one's down there. And then I turn to Edgar. Edgar. Yes. I think I hear someone down there. You should go on ahead. Okay. You're the bravest out of us all. I will go in first then with the light. Okay, you start heading down. Uh, The stairs creak maybe somewhat ominously uh, for you as you head down. For Dr. Gross, they creak like normal stairs creak. But yeah, you you arrive at the bottom of the the bottom of the staircase and you're on the hard stone floor. Again, these definitely signs of booted footprints in the dust that have gone through here fairly recently. I'm going to. Is there like a banister that I can hang the lantern on? Yes. Yeah. Why not? And I'll check if the light sources work as well. If are there any electric lights in this basement or no? Give me a luck roll. Very well. Ah, uh, seventy-one out of seventy. Are you kidding? <laughs> you can indeed see there is a drawstring. Uh, lan- uh, lan- or drawstring for the wow. bulb down here that when you pull it, the whole string comes off in your hand and you're left holding the string that kind of dangles over your well, face. Well, that was unfortunate. Uh, then in that case, I'll just hang the, lan- the lantern on the banister mm-hmm. and I will say uh, it looks clear, but there is a pile of crates that is stacked unusually high compared to the rest. Yes, I think, the no- I think the noise was coming from those crates. You should open one. You think so? Okay. Yes. I'll do so then. As I turn to Leland and spot for Terrace, there's nothing down there, don't worry. I heard nothing anyway. This isn't the time for joking around. It's just getting a little bit of uh, some petty squabbles. Don't worry about it. Well, I'm uh, yeah, juvenile. I'm, I'm going to follow Angrave over to the newly strapped crates because they obviously were up to something down here and at it for a, a while. What's the what is what's what foot? Yeah, let's see the what's going on. Yeah, 
Right, so there's there's enough room for the two of you to get down there between all the crates. So there is there is plenty of room to move two abreast here, which the footprints also suggest that whoever came by here, at least at one point, they were side by side when they came down here and also shuffling their feet a little bit, at least in the direction going towards the corner. Not so much coming away from it, but definitely towards the corner. Um, when you arrive in that area where you find these crates have been moved, the crates have also been opened, and a few of them have been opened around here. And you can see there's mostly uh, discarded linens, so bed sheets and other well, bits and pieces like that, really. Uh, there's a couple of boxes where they evidently little small trinkets like old china has been wrapped up in uh, in newspaper, and it's all being crinkled. That's a load of that scattered all over the floor. Likewise, some of the uh, some of the sheets. So and... rummaged through violently. So some of this fine china has broken as it's been tossed onto the stone floor. Or give me a spot hidden roll to see if you can piece that together a bit more. Oh, I'm. Good at those, despite having the 30. It's 27. Oh, okay. Yes. No, um, actually, all the china seems to be left in the in the crates. It's if anything, it looks more like they're interested in the newspaper rather than the rather than the china. It's quite odd. Hmm. But yeah, it's all just laying scattered all over the floor. I think I saw Melvin's mouth move. Are these are these crates uh labeled with addresses, that sort of thing? Uh, there seem a hodgepodge of various different things, various different moving companies or storage boxes or seem things, stuff that's been sent here in the post or in transit by courier. There's no common denominator here. It's just the these are boxes which have been gathered over years and are just being used for storage. Well, but, shall we the, move these boxes? Because they mm -hmm. have been moved. Oh, and they, they've been moved, and now that you're right on kind of right on ground zero. You can see they form a triangle, so you've got them on three sides rather than being regular squares. So something can be hidden in the middle. They are, and well, there is, and indeed, up against the far up against the far wall, there is one thing that sticks out like a sore thumb because it is very much completely counterpoint to everything else here. It's a slab about two foot across, or rather, it's two foot on each side, two inches thick and is very polished, high-quality marble in the form of a triangle, just laying on the floor. Uh -huh. What on um, earth is this? Um, one inch thick, two? Two inches thick, two foot one, two, two inches thick, two feet on each of the three sides. So it's a perfect isosceles triangle. You know, I my instinct with the windows being nailed shut was that they were some sort of daft occult nutters. This looks like a, a mysterious object. Uh, it's not. It's just polished marble in a rectangle. Nothing inscribed thereon. Perhaps Mister Green would identify this. He is an occultist. Yes. So he says, "I'm. Uh, let's take it upstairs." And I'm going to. Take uh, a handkerchief. I, mm. I might have gone towards you, you guys, especially because I was planning on scaring Angrave. If I would have seen it, I would have wanted to have a look because I am familiar with this kind of stuff as well. Can you give me a research. Cult, well, I have 70 in a cult, so... <laughs> You're pretty good at it, then. 
Uh, I suppose if we want to bring this up to Mr. Green. I mean, we shouldn't leave it down here. I don't believe that marble can burst into flame. I myself, if I were going to engage in arson, would use something like naphtha. But at any rate, it doesn't belong down here. It's. I mean, the other thing we could do is leave it and, and bring the police in. I don't know that Teresa would like that, so perhaps we'll give her an option first. But I think we should take it out to the bloody garden, where if it does somehow erupt into an inferno, it'll do no harm. Oh, that being said, my back isn't what it was, so some of you younger lads should actually heave the thing up. Yes, I, 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 will. Melvin. I will assist you, Angrave. Very well. I'll skip I'll skip Davidge in a sec because he was about to say something. But for George and Edgar, then as you're both uh, picking this thing up, you can give me appraise rolls. Hey. Oh, oh someone kind of... <laughs> uh I got okay. a fifteen out of five. So I got nine I got ninety-four out of uh fifty. So <laughs> sorry that uh, I am I'll, 50, I'll, 50. I'll spend the ten then. Okay. I'll spend the ten. You, you notice then as you're picking this thing about actually physically holding it and moving it. A, it's bloody heavy, but that goes that corresponds with the fact it's a two thick, a two inch thick lump of marble. But also the edges are slightly rounded. It is remarkably well uh, well finished and well polished. There's very little by way of uh, flaws and imperfections in the marble that might have otherwise caused indents or corruptions of the surfaces on either side or even the small uh, the edges this thing is incredibly high quality workmanship this thing this thing is kind of radiating a little bit of money this took someone with resources to generate this this wasn't just a lump of marble that was cut up or dug up from some existing floor and brought here for some nefarious purpose this was made specifically for something and shows high quality workmanship so money is behind it David, That's quite disturbing. Uh, I was about to ask, uh, you said isosceles. Is it uh, two equal sides equal? equal? Uh, or all, three, all three are 60 degrees. Equilateral. Okay, yes. Oh, yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> My, um, I do plot, not geometry. <laughs> I, I would I would explode if I was in uh, the last equation. Um, all right, all right. Yeah, that's, that's all I wanted. To, if it was, yeah. So that makes well, sense we'll to everything. We'll bring this up then, so we can give you a nice look, Doctor uh, Mr. Green. Okay, you start white marble. Thing upstairs. It probably says the same as me. White with very slight black streaks in it. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna just grin at George as we haul this thing up the stairs. I'm gonna, I guess, something like Carrera marble. It's very, it's very little flaws in it. Um, oh my. What, what have you found there? A very heavy uh, serving tray? No, this was a piece of marble that we found tucked away, hidden in the corner of the basement. Um, I think uh, your fears were correct. And I, I suppose we're out, out, out of earshot of Teresa. Yeah, you can be. I uh, I thought, I think they mean they meant to burn her house down and have her trapped inside. Because yes. the triangle is a symbol of fire. Yes. yes, and there's obviously a lot of kindling in the basement. Yeah, but uh, this Almost this workmanship on this is very expensive. Uh, I, I, I've well, uh, can I do an occult roll if I know? But how would you use a piece of stone? Is it a makeshift altar or? I'll, I'll maybe it's a symbol roll. of power. 
got a 39 out of out of 55. So I passed. Yeah, I mean, at a push, you could say that this could be a temporary altar structure, or at least a portable altar. But it's not quite the kind of thing you'd be familiar that you'd be immediately familiar with, because normally altars would be slightly higher; that they would be on a raised surface, so you could well, uh, so you don't have to bend down to the floor for one thing. But it is put; it's small enough that it can move. But yeah, no, there's, there's definitely a ritualistic flavor about this. I mean, if it's down in the basement, it would be very difficult, don't you think, to climb through the basement window while carrying this thing. But it's weigh 150 pounds. Or so that, that's exactly what they did. And me being a man of practical matters, we need to have Teresa be housed somewhere else. So yes, we're going to make that recommendation. Or, oh, what if it was in the basement? Then we can call her over and show her if she already had it here. But I don't I, that because of the footprint marks. Angriff. Yes. Uh, I just want to make a suggestion before you continue, Green. Um, I'm not a investigator like you. I don't do this kind of thing normally, but I have read up on lot. But it going on your thing that he could have already been down there. What if her husband uh, brought it down? You are meant Precisely. to uh, suspect the husband, right? I Norm doubt that very much. Her husband is with his sister, Rachel, right now in Lewisham. Well, it could have been down there for years. It could have been down there for a long time. But perhaps it could but be that doesn't explain the drag marks of the two footprints going to that location. Very he... No dust on it at all. Yes. Mm -hmm. Or he could have hired them. To do I doubt that very much. I know Lewis. I know Teresa. I know Teresa. I don't trust Lewis. And I, yes. I, I'm husband. going to examine the stone very, very closely for any kind of markings or scratches or anything like that. It looks perfect. Give me a spot hidden roll, but I'm going to ask for an extreme to see if there is something that they didn't didn't. Do. Oh, well, it's nine ninety nine is pretty extreme, isn't it? Oh, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you are. There's no marks on this whatsoever that you can see. It is completely flawless, polished. It's almost if you hold it at an angle, it's almost like a mirror. This is such high quality workmanship. This definitely was it. This was an expensive stonemason that did this. And so, other than Melvin's. Melvin and uh, Edgar's fingerprints. I don't see any fingerprints. It's you say it's like a mirror finish. Yeah, correct. Although with a ninety nine, maybe one thing that distracts you is the fact there is a knock at the door. That maybe suddenly everyone's head starts turning round towards the front door. I'll, I'll answer it since she's. I think I was on Teresa duty while the others were inspecting the stone. Uh, so make sure to it. Uh, you know, so I've got the sandwich in my hands, and I was like, stay right here. I'll see who it is. Are you expecting anyone? Uh, no, I only called the five of you. Very well. Uh, and uh, I assume there's some glass in the window, uh, yeah, there's a window in the door? It's frosted, so you can you can work out the impression that there is a figure outside. Yeah. 
Um, well, I didn't bring the axe, but I think it'll be all right, broad daylight and all. Uh, I'll open it, you know, a foot with my foot behind it. So, okay, very happy. Yeah, I'm sure your uh, your boss would be quite uh, surprised if uh, his one of his employees answered the door to another of his employees with an axe in his hand. But yeah, um, it's Mr. <laughs> Joseph Dunbar. Ah, uh, good afternoon. Is it afternoon by now? Probably yeah, so not. Probably about, or about, about noon. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, um, uh, I fancy being you here. Yeah, I was just about to say the same thing. You took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, let's uh, be right back, Teresa. Uh, can we have a word on the on the um, step before you go in? Certainly. He, he, you, his body language is immediately kind of saying that he's on the defensive, but yeah. he he humours you. Yes. Um, and I've been at the firm long enough to call him Joseph. Oh, without, without worrying, or is it a little stuffier than that? You, yeah, just give me a luck roll to see if you can. Um, I mean, no, we're not on that. We're not on those terms. No. Apparently, uh, yes, uh, Mister Dunbar. Um, the the circumstances are such that um, you should probably be aware of the situation before you go in. Um, Dries has uh, been sleeping poorly. Um, there's been um. Uh, Honestly, someone's been mucking about the property since Lewis has been away. Um, she's had uh, breaking and entering. Uh, some people left, moved things around in the basement. Um, uh, they've been going over the fence. She's heard and seen some things that she doesn't understand, but the situation's quite alarming. And... Um, your, um, you know, there are several other fellows that she called uh, because she was concerned about this. Um, you may be aware of Dr. Gross, for example, or at any rate, the house is full and she's in a bit of a mess. Um, so just so you know what we're walking into. So. It does not require a psychology role because you don't, at least you've worked with him for years, that the more you are getting through that statement and that sentence, the more that interior urge to kill rising expression is kind of coming across his face. The more up, it starts off with him being a little bit surprised and a bit upset, and then it just gets to borderline angry by the end of it. So there's Dina fair amount of stuff happening here and she decided to call upon everyone else apart from her boss it seems well you know uh complicating relationships um <clears throat> you know it can be some uh, uh, at any rate um now you know uh what you can expect to find so should we do you still wish to no, Pay your respects. No, I, th I think I'll actually take my leave uh, at this point, especially as you say, if there's a full house, I don't want to get in the way and right. I don't want to say something I'd regret. Um, shall I say it was uh, a, a wrong address or something? Or would you like her to know that you paid a call? 
well, she should have been expecting me. I normally come round on a Wednesday, so. I do, sir. Yeah. Well, um, we'll see you at the office, hopefully on a calmer day. Yes, I think I'll go back there and get on with some productive work. Oh, good, good day to you. And to you, sir. <clears throat> and gritting his teeth, he turns round and stomps away, uh, heading back towards the road. And in the sitting room, I'll take up my sandwich and tea and say, um, Teresa, I know you've been um, distracted. You know, it's it's Wednesday lunch. Uh, is, is it Wednesday now? I've, I've sort of like lose track of... And at that point, the penny drops. Oh, um, yeah, I, I, I should contact... I don't think, um, yeah, um, uh, some, someone may be coming around at some point. I need to... I need to double check. It wasn't anyone you knew, was it? It was who you'd expect Wednesday lunch. She she gulps and just you can see that she just shakes shakes her head. He left in a bit of a well, he's a bit steamed up. So when all of this blows over, um, that'll be something. Now, in the meantime. Um, the fellows in the other room were looking at something we found that was left behind in the cellar here by intruders. Some, something left in the cellar? Yeah, unless you happen to have an heirloom mass of marble in the shape of a polished triangle. She just blinks at you with a complete what-the-hell-are-you-talking-about look on her face. The uh, the occult lads think it's some sort of magical fire starter. Um, at any rate, uh, they've been in and out more than once uh, and had barred the cellar entrance from within. So we need to think about finding accommodations elsewhere until these rogues are apprehended. You, th you think they're going to come back? Oh... Uh... I think that they have distinct intentions that are no, that are unwelcome, and um, that we there's no reason to think the house is safe at the moment. Uh, I don't know whether you wish to involve the police at this point. There is evidence, although we've trampled a bit of it. I've I've tried calling them before, and they just didn't want to know. Yes, so I, I I don't want to be a burden, but I'd rather I'd rather entrust this to. To people I know and trust, and you—you've actually you've done more by coming around here than they have. So I know that uh, Doctor Gross is eager to have you as a house guest. Um, I believe that um, there are accommodations at Angrave's uh, office or whatever they work out of. Um, you know, I have a guest room, um, very simple. You know, uh, but somewhere um, that you won't immediately be found, I think, is a good idea. Um, do you want to give me a persuade roll? 55. 53. Nick of my teeth. All right. Um, are you leaning towards any one of those being one that you would prefer her to go to? Or are you just presenting them in a complete flat uh, level? <laughs> well, I'm, um, I'm... I'm... To me, it seems safer that she'd be... Um, in, in a place where no one has an amorous intent toward her, and so my place is probably the wisest of those offered so far. 
Yeah, she she does think about it. So an office sounds particularly appealing, you know, in a very uh, ironic, not that kind of sense of word. Um, George is George is nice enough, but uh, yeah, if if you don't mind, uh, well, I can sleep on the sofa or something at your place. That would be more than welcome. It would also get me yeah. further away from further away from here. Yes, I mean either of the neighbours would be. I'm sure quite willing, but you'd be on the same block. Hardly seems to be helpful. Uh, yes, I've got a small guest room. I, I've got a, a nephew that stays uh, a bit in, in the summer. We can set it up without any difficulty for you. Yeah, that 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 would be wonderful. Um, does make me wonder what. Uh, it almost seems like me and Lewis are in the same boat. Then riding on someone else's sofa. Oh, is that what he's off to? She suddenly realizes that she's put her foot in it and she starts to, you can see that kind of facade start to break. You, you must know, given what you've, what you said, you must know about me and Joseph. I had a, I had a yeah, something was step up. Yeah. Don't blame Lewis. He's a good, he's a good man, but he's just, with everything that he's been involved with, with the the ARP, everything that's kind of the war and all his duties, and the fact that he's the spark's gone. I just Joseph made a pass at me, and it it was it was nice to feel wanted. In fact, she felt some kind of attention for once. I I just you didn't, the... you don't have to explain anything to me. Um, but, you know, people might have their quandaries and, and so on. Uh, to the point of your safety, uh, if indeed that chunk of marble they're drooling over is meant to magically set your house on fire, which is what you know, thinks, um, someone who has enormous resources and believes in magic, uh, and has goons, wishes you ill. Now, surely that's a fairly narrow group of people. Does anything come to mind at all? She looks at you with just as astounded. Um, does not require a psych roll. She is honestly completely bemused. What What are you talking about? Slabs of marble that set things on fire? Magic? People that are vastly wealthy goons? What? What? <laughs> well, um, I since all of the secrets at this point are uh, in the open, um, let's go and, and get the fellows and they can try and convince you that it makes some sense. Uh, how long has Lewis been gone? Just Just over a week. And it's just under that time that you've seen these people poking about. So he's presumably not the target. I, I can't think why... I, Lewis wouldn't do this. No, I shouldn't think so. No, no, no. I, I just wondered if the if he were the target and you were inadvertently alone here. But it sounds uh, quite otherwise. Um, uh, why don't you have a seat and I'll get the fellows. Sure, sure. You can always feel like some kind of weight's been lifted off her shoulders that she's maybe explained part of the guilt that's been hanging over her. 
Uh, it also means I win the pool at the office. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> she didn't know about that. <laughs> but everyone um, else did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. So I, uh, I'm going to, you know, I, I guess there's been a huddle in the back hall um, over the piece of marble. Uh, so um, uh, Teresa's agreed that she's uh, going to stay elsewhere. Um, I, I, what do you think about putting that um, in the in the garden under some, you know, pile of grass scraps or something, so or a tarp, so that if the Villains come back, they won't spot it right away. Well, you could take it to my house. I'm right next door. Well, and it burst into flame there. It'll be... yes, I, I, it's a very interesting hypothesis you have. Never heard of anything like that. I'm more inclined to believe that it is some sort of cultish altar um, or altar stone. Uh, There's so I... many things possible. It is tetragameton and... Uh, and so forth. Uh, for some, is that a pharaoh? Uh, it's uh, it's one of the names for God. Mm. Um, you know, as far as I can tell, it's a rather hands uh, rather handsome uh, funerary monument. But at any rate, I don't think we should leave it in the cellar because that's where the blighters left it. I'm almost um, inclined to stay here overnight, sitting in the dark, and waiting to hear noise. And then confronting the blighters when they show up, they must be look. They'll be looking for this thing. I'm still inclined to suspect Lewis. Uh, if she had no idea what it was, and it was down in the basement, he's been gone for what seven days now. Yes, his Is feet he... are too small to have been either of the fellows who carried it in there, and it was carried in in one direction. I concur. Uh, I, my to... tea is getting cold, so I'm going to go back in the sitting room with Teresa. There aren't any secrets from her anymore, so we need to right. I'm glad you were able to work out a safe place for her to stay. But I would also oh. like to see if someone is watching the house right now. So I do Ralph's have a, side, a give... spine chill. Yeah, give me a spot hidden roll as you uh, go out. You go out the front, go out the back. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to actually head up to the second floor. So I have a height advantage. And I did roll a 26 out of 30. Very nice. Sure. Yeah, I mean, having a look at the front and the back, uh, I mean, there's plenty of uh, space to move around up here. Uh, the The building itself is three floors. So okay. ground floor, first floor. Oh, then floor, the top floor, floor then. Yeah, so you can go all the way to the top. Uh, looks like the main master bedroom is on the first floor, um, overlooking the back, so it has yep. the better view rather than looking out onto the street. At least it gets some of the uh, some of the park beyond. Yes. And there's the the view from the garden. Obviously, gives the whole garden. You can see the kind of adjoining gardens on either mm -hmm. side. The park that borders onto the back of the property. It's mainly woodland in this particular area, but beyond the tree line, you can see there are. Obviously, the pa patches of green further into the area of the public park, but this particular part is quite wooded. So it, again, it makes a quite easy, um, or sort of a more discreet way to get there. It's not like you're going to stick out like a sore thumb by having someone walking up to the back garden or the back fence, uh, carrying a, a large slab of marble. There's plenty of woodland to hide their activities. 
Um, there's no one out there that you can see beyond um, okay maybe right over the edge of some of the treetops you might catch sight of there's a few people having picnics out in the park but nothing that's ominously uh well, act, no ominous activity out there and going over to the front there's just the empty street it's a residential area no yeah. one around just making sure i think uh teresa's paranoia is spreading rubbing off on you yeah <laughs> Because they just just you and your paranoia can do a circuit of the uh, circuit of the the two upper floors. Yep. Again, there's there's plenty of evidence up here that suggests that uh, obviously Lewis has not been here for some time. Yeah, uh, I know the... that he probably packed a suitcase to go away to live with his sister. Uh, as it happens, you see there is at least a suitcase on top of the uh, on top of the wardrobe in there. And most of his clothes still look like they're here. Is anything he left in a in a huff and didn't pack anything on the way out. Mm. Interesting. Well, maybe that's something to follow up on after we get Teresa to a safe place. Mm -hmm. So I suggest the sooner we move, the better. And I will return down to the ground floor. Okay. Yes, I will. Gurus will probably to Leland, actually, and maybe Green will be with us because uh, Melvin probably ran straight off to Teresa after. Um, so I'm thinking I'm just speculating here again about the triangle, but I do know a little bit um, of uh, gods, the god, the fire god Vulcan. Uh, he could cast down fire onto anything, and it could just explode under his power. It's uh, I, I hypothetically you, I'm, I'm... speaking. I'm a rather well read. I have an extensive library at my house. Uh, I'm very well read. Uh, you're just talking. The gods could throw fire down from the sky, and I mean, they, why do they need a rock for that? They could just do it if they wanted to, if there are yes, gods. Some sort of device harnessing some power. We're just speculating. Uh, nonsense, but. Well, you know, I, I, I would like to move this to my my house and I will do a great deal of research. Uh, we can uh, we can uh, measure it, get its exact measurements, see if that has any significance. Um, yes, you are you are more of the uh, you like to analyze the things more you think with a clear head, whereas I like to go straight into a speculation. Yeah, but That's you're, just what you're a like. historian. What do you have any history of such a magical rock it's not a cauldron it's not a sword it's not a i can think of well, historical things that would have to do with that but obviously i look at obscures um can i uh can i just out of ordinary do like a knowledge check see if i remember anything from my studies you can both give me a cult rolls if you're having a um, another think about it and looking over it that is uh, I got a 55 out of 55. So exactly. I have uh, dead on a hard success, 55. Oh, okay. Out of 70. Right. I mean, definitely from Davidge's perspective, you're, you're quite right. There's If a god like Zeus could throw down a lightning bolt from the heavens, why do you need something to call down the power of the gods from, from heaven to earth? Makes no sense. It's also that that's not exactly what an altar is used for. No. It's, 
uh, which is where George, you get thinking, well, if it isn't about uh, power coming from top down, what about if it's power going from the bottom up? That if it is an altar, if it's being used in some kind of ritual purpose, what if it's like the focal point of an offering to a higher power, like a sacrificial altar, for example? There's a sacrificial altar, as I've just said the previous step I end on. Sacrificial altar, David. Yes, I thought of that as well. I I was surprised that there's no residue of any kind of sacrifice that's on it. It's it's polished almost like glass. Is there, is so, there any markings on this at all? Nothing, nothing whatsoever. I was hoping that there would be, you know, some runes or, or something on here to indicate uh. that it was... You know, I, I I just have another glance proper. I might even get out my little uh, monocle and just... Give me a spot hidden roll, but again, you are looking for an extreme. Okay, let's... No. <laughs> no. This, no. This thing is so polished. Anything that's been done, if it was, for instance, anointed with oils or any other bodily fluids, for example, um, they would have washed off very easily that's part of your problem. That there's, <sighs> there's no Spotless. remnants just because of the sheer quality of the workmanship here. There's, It's almost as if that's partly maybe the intent perhaps behind it, or maybe there's some other significance you're, you haven't got enough pieces of the puzzle to work to work out yet. So where's Teresa staying tonight? Well, you I'm, asking, I'm asking George. Uh I have not a clue. Well, I I assume by Melvin's reaction that he didn't mention it to me and Angrave, and I assume I could assume she might stay with him. Mm. Uh, it makes sense. Me and Angrave have connections to her from the past. Melvin's only connection is a work colleague, so I guess it makes sense. Sad, but makes sense. Well, and um, as long as she's away from here, I'd, I'd of course offer to have her at my place. Should be infinitely safe there, but uh, not if somebody's looking for her or to yes. trying to frighten her. Um, That's true. Should be very safe with mine, but again. Uh, I'm wondering if you'd like to um, spend the evening with me and this stone, and we can research through the library to see if we can find any reference to some sort of magic stone. There have been magic stones in other bits of. Yes, that is. Yes. The philosopher, perhaps we should put lead on top of it, see if it turns to gold. I would, uh, on that yes. note, I would, I would love to uh, perform a chemical analysis on this. I, I'm not much of a believer myself, but if some goon has spilled his bodily fluids or fluids of some sort over the stone, surely they've come up. Oh, you mean just on to see if there's anything on the surface? Exactly, yeah. or dust for fingerprints, etc. Whereas you'd have, well, there'll definitely be. Uh, Melvin's uh, fingerprints and uh, Edgar's as well. Um, I, yes, of course. Uh, uh, I wouldn't damage the stone, though. For all we know, we this could... could be some priceless piece of art from... And we're yeah. just messing around. We we could make an evening of this, but um, I just... I have got carried away, but I've actually forgotten that we are here for Teresa and not the so, so well, maybe we should we can keep an eye on her place, of course, while we're that is working. true I'm just up there. In, in case they come back and then we can bash them on the head um Leland, if you want to have a look at this uh, and do some uh, do some chemical analysis, um have you got chemistry? 
or forensics? I do. I do have chemistry. Yes, I have chemistry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can give me a uh, roll if you want. Okay. Pulls his chemistry set out of his pocket. Oh, <laughs> damn. I'll have to spend five luck to pass out of ah, my 45 pool. All right. Um, you think about different ways. That, if it was if it was this was done to it, that was done to it, you basically just going to narrow down a list of chemicals that you can apply to it that would react against certain things that would be, if it was like anointed in anything, or if it's uh, to check what particular type of marble it is and so on. You, you perform a series of tests, which will probably take you a, li a little bit of time. But you're able to ascertain that it's definitely fairly high, quali um, high quality marble. Um, it's not synthetic in any way. So this is uh, the, the actual genuine article. Um, it is cut from a solid piece. So it's not like it's a composite that's being brought together from uh, from other smaller pieces. Um, but yeah, the, the material itself, nothing unusual there. It is just marble. The thing that you do find is that where the uh, points of the triangle meet and where the slightly rounded edges, there are very minute cracks, but that's almost unavoidable given the, uh, the nature of working with that material. So if you were to think if it was anointed in any particular substance, it might gather in some of these areas. And indeed, when you start to brush or anoint or dab the stone with particular substances, you do get a reaction. There is blood that has been, uh, at least trace amounts that have been caught in some of these cracks. This thing was bathed in blood. Uh, well... I don't mean to alarm you, gentlemen, but it appears that at one point the stone was bathed in a, a blood mm. of some kind. You know, darling, <laughs> that this stone itself, though it be polished purely, there could have been some of that blood of yours that's dribbled onto the floor in the basement. That Indeed. wouldn't be so easy for them to clean up. Is the, is, the basement, is, is the basement stone or wood or dirt? Stone floor. It's a stone basement. Yeah, that would be almost impossible for them to clean up down there. Yep. Ah. If, you follow, if you follow that line of investigation and quickly rush downstairs, uh, Leland having a look over it as well, you are pretty positive that whatever was done to this stone, it was not done here. Ah. This was anointed, it was bathed in blood to for whatever purpose, which... For the occultists, I won't make you roll for that. It's almost, you think, like a very typical dedication ceremony. A baptism for the stone. Exactly. Yes. Blood. Yeah. Mm. This thing was <laughs> dedicated, dedicated to a higher power in the most, uh, in the most, say, traditional old way possible. This was probably human blood that it was uh, that it was anointed with. Dear God, now, now we have a, a, a means to look through the library and see if yes. we can find something. Well, we should check the newspaper as well to see if other homes were burnt with arson. Like, but, why Teresa? Is she someone of a random, random chance? Or what's going mm, on? That is why I see you as a good investigator, Edgar, and nothing helps. Yes, you think smart. Okay, so give me a library use role to see if you can. Well, either your choice. That's when we go back. Go for, to her. 
Yeah. yeah, you can you can either go you can either go back to your place and uh, look through old copies of the newspaper because I imagine you wouldn't throw them out like after a day or two. You might have a small stack of them, or you can go for a extreme knowledge roll to see if you maybe have read about a particular article in the newspaper. I'm gonna go for an try and go for an extreme knowledge roll. Yeah, I'll I'll look. Oh, is it for my newspapers now are we all leaving teresa's house at this point and getting her to safe place L aka melvin's spare room yeah and i think dr gross and dr gross and i and probably Leland are going to hang at my place and then occasionally in the night check on teresa's place to say yes. i will say my goodbyes to teresa and be like oh, just uh, pleasantries and all that jazz We'll solve this for you, darling. Yes. And I, I make the same promise that we made when we were younger. And she'll probably remember the same thing, that I will get to the bottom of this. Um, all right. Then I'm going to pull Mr. George Gross to the side. God's sake. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what your problem is with me, but Teresa needs help. Yes, I know. That is why I'm glad you are here. It seems like you're pining for the affections of a married woman that you had relations with in the past. I'm helping a childhood friend. We are not the same. That is true. I am uh, obviously here for both personal and impersonal. I like a challenge. This is a challenge now become more than just it's a challenge it's some kind of fucking game to you not for her you idiot for the this this occult stuff that's what has got me peaked now that's what driving me. Well, i actually nearly forgot about teresa for briefly when this got really interesting well, but angrave the same page then i am happy that you are here because of your keen investigative abilities i don't you know how i feel of you as a person so we're not going to get into that and i know how you feel towards me as a person i do have strong feelings for teresa i always will and always have we've known each other far too long we made our choices long ago i also made my choices i became a bit of a recluse and i will probably remain that that's why i live by myself never married never had children yeah, i have my like butler I made a lot of money. Moved on. Yes, sadly, I could not, and that defined me, and you know what? I live with that choice every day. But, you know, it is what it is. We all make decisions. And uh, then we just say he rambles on for a little bit more and graves just so we don't get too caught up. (laughs) But yes. Who who passes either library use or extreme knowledge? I got an 08. We'll 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 talk say that's library. What's my library? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. easily probably extreme that's, on the boat. That's easily oh. extreme, yeah. Oh, I yeah. got um I got uh, 16. If I spent two, I could have an extreme on education on their knowledge. Which I could do because I have quite a bit of luck. So I will do. Okay. 
So in which case you are arriving at the same uh, same uh, result as Davidge. Uh, Melvin? Or are you on uh, still on Teresa watch? Don't you come uh, yeah, I don't I don't think I even know about the blood yet. No. Unless they mentioned that in front of her. Because I you know, I don't think we're leaving her alone at any point. So Gotcha. Okay, so we'll go with Davidge and uh Dr. Gross then being the two that um, maybe remember this, find this in either case. Probably you'll probably remember it and thinking, I have read something about a fire recently. And then uh, with with an extreme under both, you also realize it was three nights ago. So that number three comes up again. But hmm. you find this as a small article from the Evening Standard. Arson at prominent doctor Westminster's home. At 10.30 p.m. yesterday evening, the residence of Dr. Paul Chamberlain, a prominent Harley Street doctor and plastic surgeon, caught fire. Dr. Chamberlain was reported to be inside the building at the time and is presumed to have been killed in the blaze. The building has been completely destroyed. The fire brigade has yet to recover any bodies from the scene, but have declared that only arson could have started the fire of that magnitude so swiftly. Witnesses report the building was engulfed in flames within a matter of minutes. The police have started their investigation and are urging any witnesses to come forward and make a statement. This is from September 2nd, uh, just this last Monday. Hmm. <laughs> so three three is... nights ago would have been the first, which would then be three nights back from today. Ah, oh, that's that is interesting, David, because... That can support the theory that if they are that someone they need someone in the house to burn for whatever their plan is, for whatever their ritual is, they need a sacrifice. With if we're going on this train of thought, well, now I'm not so sure. I want the thing in my house. Perhaps we'll put it out in the garden in the backyard. And, yes, uh, throw a blanket over the damn thing. Yes, but we can I still can, observe the house. I could keep it in my house. I don't believe in any of this occult. No, I, I still want to study it, study it tonight, but just do it on the brick patio out in the back. Who knows? Maybe there's some strange chemical reaction that the people can bring about. We we should look into this plastic surgeon some more, just to see. Now, what, the, what the deuce is a plastic surgeon? Not a clue. They too. I don't actually know. It's something you might have heard mention of that it seems to be a very specialized type of medicine. And it's plastic surgery really emerged out of the First World War with reconstruction of uh, wounded soldiers' faces and the like. But it's not a it's not a particularly widely known field, or certainly there's not many experts in that field, no. The wonders of medicine. Hmm. I wonder, actually, is Teresa the target? Or was it actually Lewis? Well, if it's, it could be either one. It could be neither one. It could be that uh, whoever's doing the sacrifice is choosing random people and doing this. That's very true. That's very true. They've obviously nailed the one. I'm surprised that I came up with that, that they nailed the window shut 
because the place might burn and you wouldn't be able to get out. Um, very strange that that should pop into my mind. Um, but, it, but it did. You. That means how good of a thinker you are. No, I, you are not... Well, perhaps the spirit world is trying to warn us about something. I just don't know. It's, it's quite remarkable. Um, let's get this over to my place. And we'll, uh, if, if Melvin is taking Teresa, um, we can, um, we can get this, uh, uh, get our research settled. Yes. Definitely to look into this plastic surgeon. I as... think I should check my windows and see if they've been nailed shut and the basement is infected with footprints of strangers. How terrifying. Both, yes. both your house and Leland's, there's nothing odd about yours at all. Any any shenanigans have purely been to uh, to Teresa's house. So we'll say that we've moved it to our house. We've said our goodbyes. We, we've told, of course, De uh, Melvin and Edgar exactly what we're going to do. We're going to keep an eye on the house. Okay, so I think this is where we can go into a slight montage sequence. Uh, working out what are folks doing for the rest of the day. This is probably about mid-afternoon by this mm. point. So uh, to put it in perspective as to when things get dark, uh, sunset occurs around about 20, uh, 20 to 8 in the evening. So, so you've got a reasonable amount of time before things start getting dark. Uh, there also, even though there's been no, um, obviously that major bombing campaign everyone feared hasn't happened, but one of the things that has been enforced since the beginning of the war is blackout is still in effect. And you have the uh, the typical air raid warden will go around telling everyone to put that out when they can see anything between curtains. So there are precautions, obviously, that you still need to adhere to. But yeah, tell me what you are planning and doing with the few hours you've got between sundown and when stuff you think might go down. So we'll move the stone at first to the library and we'll begin to do research. And then as it gets dark, I want to move it out into the into the yard, maybe on the brick patio, and cover it up with something. Um, and other than that, I'm just going to get uh, uh, Dr. Gross and uh, Mr. Leland comfortable. Um, my house is quite luxurious. And make sure they have any drinks or food and make sure everything is just taken care of. And sit and discuss. Thank you, David. I would say thank you. <laughs> Regarding the question of luxury, uh, 1940 lawyer with a credit rating of 55, does that mean I have staff that stays over or just somebody who comes in and cooks and cleans and leaves? Assuming I'm a bachelor, which I guess I am. Probably the latter. Um you definitely you're comfortable enough and well off enough to be a well appointed, a well furnished house, but the the kind of the help doesn't live in uh, on sit on site. But right. you can definitely have someone that would be able to look after her if you want. If you wanted to pay them a little bit of overtime, for example. Yeah, just um, in terms of, uh, I was thinking about what how much space I would have and uh, whether like I would need to go out and to pick up a meal or something, or rather, you know, be sure that we could, because I don't really want to leave trees alone. 
Um, and I'll, I'll certainly have a guest room or two so that she can be made comfortable. Um, sure. So the plan for the afternoon for me is after I learn about the blood, or I'll probably learn about the, ar- the presumed arson. Um, so, and the name Paul Chamberlain means nothing to me, I assume. This is definitely you're you're probably the one person in the group that might have an inkling about this, but it's it's a long time ago and it's a very obscure thing. You can give me an edu roll to see if you remember this, but I'm going to look for an extreme. Well, I, it is my highest skill. The cat lets me roll. Oh wow, seventy seven. No, doesn't ring a bell. Just just be grateful it ain't Delta Green. Yes, could couldn't spend it if I wanted. No. The the name you're thinking maybe it's a maybe a common enough name, it's not mm-hmm. it's not massively obscure, but yeah. the name Chamberlain Doctor. There's nothing. No bells are ringing at this point in time. Right. Although I yeah, it won't prevent me from seeing if from following up because of you know if, if there if it is a similar arson then it's worth looking into later. Yeah. So I the plan is uh, to give her time to pack up. Um, before all the fellows run off, uh, and then um, I'd sort of like to take two cabs to my place just in case some shadowy figures are falling on this. And then, yeah, set her up, uh, make um, arrangements for amusements because she could probably use some distraction. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but you know, the blackout curtains are uh, a bit. Welcome under the circumstances. No one outside will see a strange figure moving about uh, from the in my building windows. I think that's about it. Gotcha. Yep. Everything's fine to go on that basis. No, no complications there whatsoever. Right. What's uh, Leland and Angrave doing? Also, just to note, we'll all, of course, we don't probably know, we, we don't, none of us know each other's phone numbers, and most of us don't, but we'll exchange those. And I think we should determine now that we should uh, just check in with each other every, I don't know, 10 and 10 or something. Just make We're sure. We're watching the house tonight from the, the shed, not within the actual house, but the shed. Okay, so you're out, you're outside. I would say. In the cold, but not in this not this particular time because hey, it's nice and warm even in the yeah. And perhaps I'd even pick up some supplies from the office. Uh, and I'll also offer uh, staking out this house with uh, John. Yeah, I'll I'll take you up on that. Uh, I think before I do it, because I am totally freaked out by the fact that there has been some horrible plot right next door to me. Do I have like any like metal pipe or anything like that in my house? You have a cricket bat. <laughs> cricket bat? All right, I will you take the cricket bat. Want. Perfect. I'll take the pipe and strap some scissors to it. My God, so that's really, <laughs> really kill someone with that. Um, perhaps we can even watch from your house since you're uh, Teresa's neighbor. Or we could watch from Davidge's house. I was going to say, if uh, if Mr. Angrave is out by the shed, keeping a watch there, and we said that we would occasionally make a look around, we can bring you snacks and tea and sandwiches, as you, know, you don't have to stay out there all night. 
Yeah, I mean, after sunset, we should really have no no contact, strictly because that might spook the people actually trying to break in. Um, do you... Um, I, I, actually, I've just lost my train of thought. It's fine. Pretend I didn't say it. <laughs> and as far as what uh, Mr. Uh, Spofford Harris has said, we probably all have business cards, which we exchanged. With so we all have our each other's contact. No, we don't have cell phones yet. That's okay. I'll I'll probably pick up some handcuffs and a whistle from my office. So I'll let you all know. Well, we don't even have to have a full-on on, uh, encounter with them. If we scare them away, they shan't return. True, but it would be nice to uh... find out who. Find out who and maybe get some answers. Get some blankets, a chair. I'll just watch from the shed. Absolutely. We'll make you very comfortable. The sad thing is I don't think the police would care too much, not with everything going on at the mess. Bring you a thermos of hot coffee. Yes, I promise I won't spit in it, Edgar. Great. I'll be down there with you, Edgar, and uh, you know it. Oh, we'll, build, we'll both ago. be in the sheds then. <laughs> it was a long time ago, but I was in the war, the first one. Looking, looking at the time, and probably drawing it down that the sun is just going down over the horizon, so darkness descends across this part of London, and obviously the house. And the world starts to go quiet as people start to bed down. All the curtains get shut. All the lights go out. That seems like a good point to leave it. And then we shall pick up next time with whatever happens at the house. Our players included Max Meltzer, Josh Harwood, Alex Sun, David Gassaway, and myself with Matthew Sanderson as the Keeper of Arcane Lore. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean, Spotify, or iTunes. Support for our show is provided by our patrons who are listed in the closing credits. If you would like to join them, please visit our Patreon page listed in the description. Or you can use the super thanks button by uh, hitting it. Uh, it's just below the screen. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel. And punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Braley, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game, or the World War Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck. Good gaming.